Tune in for the activation required to make an impact through your purpose at work and in the world. From sales and marketing executive to now an international speaker, life and business coach and media host, hosted by Melissa D. White, the activation specialist, (laughs) that's me. We're getting real about personal and professional moments with the world's top leaders and influencers to help you activate your voice and amplify your story. Now, let's get activated. Hey, what's up, family? It's me, your girl, Melissa D, joining you for another episode of the Activation Hour. Listen, if you've been with me for a while now, you know that we are accepting influence this season, and that's in every area from transforming your life, uh, getting our health together, relationships together, and we can't leave out finances. (laughs) Listen, I know what it's like to know you have big dreams, big ideas, but who's going to finance and fund it? Well, there's a way that you can be the bank and be an influencer. And who better than my guest today, Ashley Cunningham, who is just a phenomenal powerhouse when it comes to setting up your personal and your business credit to finance your influence. So stay tuned and locked in for today's episode as we talk about how to finance your influence. Let me tell you a little bit about Ashley so you know what she's coming to share with you today. Ashley Loveless Cunningham. She is the CEO of Ash the Life Changer and often called the lady who leaves nothing on the table. Born and raised in Mobile, Alabama, Ashley is a serial entrepreneur. Many of you can relate to that because we're all the blend and multi-hyphenate in a lot of ways. In addition to her running her successful credit repair business, she just recently launched a free teen financial literacy course called Credit Rising Teens. Ashley also has a perfume line called Loveless. She is a three-time author and preparing to launch her very own credit repair software. Y'all, do you see where this woman is building an empire and financing her influence? She, um, through her software, she plans to dispute, have a dispute eraser where she's been fortunate to own and operate several other companies, leading her to begin her own coaching career. As a new industry mentor, Ashley hopes to return the love, passion, and joy she's also received through this journey. Are you ready to finance your influence? Let's get activated. Tune in to this episode. How are you? I am amazing. How about yourself? I'm the same. Look, I'm so excited to spend a little time with you today. Uh, fellow Alabama girls here, and we're showing them that we can do it big and have influence from wherever we are. So I appreciate you coming to over to the activation hour. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So listen, you are truly the definition of the multi-hyphenate, blended, multi-talented entrepreneur. (laughs) You do amazing things. So tell us a little bit more about yourself in between what the bio says, but who's Ashley and why are you excited about giving people financial freedom and helping them build their empire? Um, First and foremost, I'm a wife and I'm a mother. Um, I have uh, four beautiful kids and three dogs. 
I'm just a happy, bubbly person. I always wanted to be successful. That's something I've always strived for, even as, as a young teen, high school. Um, I have an office here in Mobile. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm not, you know, I just, I've always been very ambitious. I always wanted to be successful. Just wanted to be the example to show other women and men and young ladies and young men that, you know, we can do this. There's nothing out of our reach. Um, yeah. um, I started my perfume line simply because I love perfume and I wanted to do something that nobody around me was doing. Nobody ever talked about. And that's just kind of how my mind always works. I, I'm the person that would take the risk. Um, if, if I can see it on the shelf, is why can't I create that product? Why can't I do? Why can I not do that? Um, why can't I get my perfume in store? So that's just the mindset I've always had. Um, and I just, like I said, just wanted to be the example. Just wanted to be the one that laid, that, that paved the way to show others that you know you you can you can do this as well. So that's Ashley. Ashley's just one of those people who um, strives to lead. Mm, I love it. So I have to ask with these. Um, with the diverse things you're doing and how you've built your portfolio and your influence, which came first, the financial literacy, credit repair, or the perfume line? Like what order did these things um, happen or what order were they birthed for you? The, the credit repair pro, um, program was my first baby. That was my first business. I've been in the industry for 15 years now. Mm -hmm. um, and I got in it off of me having bad credit. Um, my credit was horrible and I was playing around with it, trying to get a car and something sparked once I fixed my own credit and I saw how it, it actually opened up doors for me that were being closed at one point in time in my life. And so I started reaching out and doing, you know, helping my family fix their credit. And once I did that, it was like one day it clicked and I said, this really could help a lot of people, you know, and I made it, a, I, I started repairing credit. It was really like a hobby at first. I was still okay. working full time at a job. Um, and once I, I found a love for it because I saw how people's life would change and they were able to buy houses and get cars that they never thought they'll be able to get. Um, and I just started doing more research and finding new ways to help my clients and educate myself. And here I am 15 years later. And then I eventually transitioned into the business credit world. Um, and I'll say about four years ago, um, something woke up in me and I said, you know what? I remember when I went off to college, I didn't have knowledge of financial literacy or credit cards or budgeting or anything like that. And I just decided that I wanted to teach the teens something that I wasn't taught at a young age. And maybe if I had had some type of knowledge, I could have avoided a lot of uh, mishaps, a lot of financial stress that I went through as a young adult, as a young mother. Mm -hmm. um, so I just decided to create a course. And when I first created that course, it was more so like a one-on-one -on -one where I had teens come to my office and I would play games with them and we'll do educational things. But then COVID came around and we had to put that on the back burner. So then, it, you know, the course came about. I said, well, I can create a digital course and this way I could touch more than just my city. It could be for kids all over the world. Um, and so now I'm working to try to get it to get that into the high schools because it's, a, it's an eight module course, but it doesn't just focus on financial literacy. It talks about everyday um things like check writing checks choosing the right banks interviewing questions all kind of stuff that that teens are going to be faced with you know once they become young adults so that's where that's how my journey started i love it i mean just the fact that you didn't just stop at let me get myself together let me build my credit to have a better life for me 
and my family, but the fact that you express influence first through giving back. It was like, hey, I love this so much and what it did for my family. Let me help other families and other kids. And I, that's so amazing. I want to take it a step back, though. I always believe, um, especially when we talk about the activation hour, uh, activation is an event in your life, something that you came to a crossroads and you're like, hey, something's got to change. It can't, you know, I can't keep living like this. Something just clicked in you. It's almost like God flipped the switch. It's like, girl, we got to do something different. What was that activation? It had to be something when you said, you know what? I deserve better than this, or I know I can have a better financial future. What was that event that really made you say, I'm about to get my credit right? Well, I woke up one day. Um, I remember when I moved back here to Mobile, I went to school in Montgomery, Alabama State. Um, and I, I came back to Mobile and I stayed with one of my girlfriends for a few months. Um, till I, you know, figured out what I wanted to do because I my plan was to go back to go to, go to Atlanta. So I stayed with her for like two months and I ended up getting an apartment. When I went to get this apartment, again, I knew nothing about credit. I knew I got a credit card when I was like 17 years old in high school. Mm-hmm. I didn't pay this credit card. Um, I went to get an apartment and when I got, got did the application, they said, well, we can approve you for the apartment, but you're going to have to pay a higher deposit because your credit score is lower. You have a couple of accounts on there. And I was like, okay. So I paid it. Still didn't focus on my credit. Um, life happened got in a relationship. It wasn't the best. Um, and when we parted ways, I had a lot, I had fixed my credit prior to us getting together. Uh, but when we, we parted ways, a lot of the stuff that we had collectively as a couple was in my name. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of debt. I had a good credit score, but a lot of debt. Um, and at that point in time, I realized because life hit me really, really hard. I tell a lot of people now, one of my books that I wrote, which is called Beating the Beast at His Game, um, I tell that story of how I went through a really bad financial um, setback in my life. And it was really bad um, to the point where I didn't know how me and my son was going to eat. It was really um, working just to pay the bills, um, staying in the house, maybe $10 in my account to the next pay period. But I made it happen. I made it happen with um, the faith that I had in God that I knew, you know, it was just a test. It was a test. And I had, you know, he was showing me that I misused finances when I had mm-hmm. money coming in really good because I had good credit and I was mm-hmm. able to go just get whatever I wanted. So that that um, point in time in my life was like a really big, um, it was a wake up call for me. And I, I, I tell people this all the time when I'm, when I'm counseling my clients, I try to explain to them why I am how I am now. And I'm a stickler for educating people on mm-hmm. financial literacy and budgeting and investing their money. Um, because a lot of times when we are making good money and we are in a good position with our credit, we tend to make bad decisions because we're able to. Right. Um, and when you don't when you don't know better, you don't do better. So mm-hmm. um, you know, I teach them like, hey, we could definitely get the high limit credit cards. We can definitely, you know, go get the nice cars and the nice houses. But what are we doing to keep those items? You know, mm-hmm. what 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 habits are we creating so we can keep these items so that we don't foreclose or get repossession? So that was a really bad situation for me, but I don't even look at it really being really bad. It was really like the the birth of a new baby for me. Um, because I actually had stopped repairing credit around that time. And mm-hmm. when I went through that, it's that was the breaking point for me that threw me back out and I relaunched my business and I've been out here doing this since then. I love that. I like that you said that, like, I don't look at it necessarily as a bad situation. It just, it was your transition. It was what you had to go through to set you up 
for yeah. this thing. For really, it sounds to me like your gift, your purpose, like you found the gift, the thing you had that made your life better, but everybody connected to you as well. Exactly, exactly. And I was when I was going through that, that was one of the things I kept saying. I couldn't, you know, when you're trying to find some kind of way to come out of the storm and it was like everything I was pulling at, it wasn't happening. It wasn't, it wasn't helping. So I said, mm -hmm. I started getting deep into prayer and just started, I learned how to meditate. I learned how to meditate um, in mm -hmm. that moment. Um, and I was just praying, asking God to like reveal my purpose to me. What am I supposed to be doing? Who am I supposed to be helping? Cause I'm a strong believer out of everything that we do. There's somebody else we're supposed to be helping along the way. So I always say, like, what am I supposed to be doing? Who am I supposed to be helping? Um, you know, why am I here? Like, what am I what am I supposed to be doing in this moment? And through that, God just has been revealing. I mean, day after day, I'm definitely walking in my purpose. I'm truly supposed to be helping people um get out of bondage because that's exactly what mm -hmm. we're doing. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. You know, I, as I hear you talk about it, and I can I can feel your passion for this. <laughs> sharing it. Um, that's how you can always tell. Like people will say, yeah. "Well, I do this, but I love this." I could tell you love it because yeah. of the lives that it's changing. But you know, would 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 you say, Ashley, that as you begin to build your credit, you got access to more financing, right? So it's like, oh, I I have access to more money now. A lot of times when people say, well, I want a business, I want to help people, I want more influence to, to help other people, but they don't know how. I literally um, was talking to someone today. I talked to a lot of entrepreneurs, people that, you know, listen to the show who um, they're bootstrapping. Like, hey, I'm just, I'm making it. I got this idea. I had this dream. God put something on my heart and I'm just, I'm making it happen. I was like, are you making it happen out of your pockets? And they're like, yeah. I've been there, done that too. And they just don't realize it's another way. Mm -hmm. So do you think that through having better personal and business credit, that will give you greater influence with banks, with institutions, with people? Talk about that for a minute. <laughs> yes, most definitely. I just had this conversation with someone earlier that I did a consultation with and I was explaining to them because we're seeing a lot of stuff out here on the internet, social media, you know, you can build business credit with your EIN and, you know, to me, I'm one of those people that if I'm going to give you some information, I'm not going to give you half of it. I'm going to give you some information because right. everybody does not retain or understand certain things the same way. So, um, you know, yes, you can build business credit with your EIN and a business pro uh, profile, a full business profile, not just the EIN. But in my personal opinion, you have greater success if you have good personal credit and a solid business profile because you can only go so far with just the EIN. Right. Um, contrary to what they may say, you need to have a good personal credit score. If you have, if it's your goal to access um, funding, like cash funding, private mm -hmm. lines of credit, if you're trying to get some type of, even with grants, a lot of people don't know, you know, a lot of sometimes we hear grants, 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 but you have to have certain things in place um, set up correctly to qualify for grants. Mm -hmm. It's not just a matter of applying for an application and boom, they're going to give you some money. Um, you have to definitely, you know, be set up properly to receive grants. So when it comes to business credit, um, I have most people that come to me is because they want to get some type of funding to fund a business. Um, they want to get some type of funding to get fleet for their trucking business or whatever it may be. Um, mm -hmm. But if your personal credit is not where it needs to be and that company requires a personal guarantee, which is a PG, you're mm -hmm. not going to get approved, you know, mm -hmm. and if you're not using a business checking account 
properly and showing that you're making some type of money, you're not going to get approved because, you know, you have to, you always want to make the banks um, feel that you don't need their money. You want their money, but you don't need their money. But if you look like you need their money, you you look risky to them. Mm-hmm. So you can't expect them to give you 20000 and you're not even flushing 2000 through the bank account a month. Um, the mm-hmm. personal credit score is around 550, 600. Is they're taking too many risks. So you right. always want to be strong in one area if you if you're if you're weak in another. So I always mm-hmm. tell my clients, if you're weak in the credit score, you want the bank statements to look really strong because they can kind of wait it to. But if you're weak in the bank with the bank statements and your financials, you want your personal credit to be strong. So, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand. But I, I always encourage uh, my clients to make sure that they are definitely working on both. Because we don't want to limit ourselves. Again, we don't want to leave no money on the table. Right. If you're not, yeah. If you're not going in with the mindset that you're going to set yourself up for success, mm-hmm. more than likely you're leaving some money on the table. I'm so glad that you were real with us because uh, seriously, like, you know, as, as an entrepreneur as well, like, and even though I, you know, my entrepreneurial journey was, journey was different. Like I, I did all the things they tell you to do. But that was one of the things they didn't like. They don't teach this stuff in school. I don't care how many degrees you have. No one's teaching the life skill of good financial stewardship, financial management. It may teach you how to budget or you learn accounting, but you're not learning how to use credit. And definitely out here in these Internet streets, when you start scrolling on IG and other things, everybody's talking about, oh, like you said, use your EIN. And I learned that the hard way, too, like. I was one of those people. I, I'll be the first to raise my hand and tell on myself. <laughs> actually, like I made great money as an executive, but did not really sit down and have the discipline and stewardship to say, "Hey, while this income is coming in, let me build up my credit profile so that I can not only use the capital of money I'm making, but I can use the capital of other people's money." Mm-hmm. And no one tells you that because then you you kind of playing the gambling game, right? It's like, well, let me just apply, and eventually somebody gonna take me. Like I'm just, and you just running it up, right? And so, yeah. thank you for being honest about that. Because it's I, I haven't heard anyone just flat out say, look, we need to work on your personal credit too. Like, don't just oh, yeah. think you're going to run game on the business credit people and your personal stuff is jacked up. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, basically what you're going to get, you know, when clients come to me and their credit is not a tech, I'm transparent um, regardless because I'm one of those people. Do I want you as a client? Yes. Um, but I'm not one of those people that's going to feed you you know, whatever you want to hear just to get your money. I want to be transparent as possible with you so you know what you're up against. So if you come to me and you have a bad credit profile, can we build your business credit? Yes. How far are we going to get? Not very far. If you want to get some store cards, some gas cards, um, of course, we can get one major card with Sam's Club. Then, yeah, we can do that. And I'm going to tell you that. But I'm going to tell you, this is this is just as how far as you're going to get. You're not going to get lines of credit. You're not going to be getting $20,000, $30,000 approvals because your personal credit is not going to allow you to do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so um, I'm going to... I, I'm, I'm going to be the voice of that person that's like having some of those issues, right? So y'all, I'm trying to kind of channel what questions you would ask Ashley here, which by the way, if you're listening to the show, don't forget, click the link in our show notes. You can leave us a voice note. You can leave a question, just click, hey, send a voice note and we can actually listen and you can leave an audio message for myself or for Ashley. So we make sure your questions are answered for the show. So I'm thinking about the person who 
Like, okay, Ashley, I hear you, right? So I either need to have one or the other, really preferably, prefer, preferably both. But I need to either have some money coming through this business to show that I can make money. But then a lot of people say, well, how am I supposed to make money when I can't get inventory or I can't pay for anything with my startup? How do I make money when no one will give me money, Ashley? Well, technically, when you first start your business credit, and this is where a lot of people go wrong with business credit, mm -hmm. um, because, again, we're on social media, so we see yeah. just general lines of credit, vendor accounts that's floating around on the Internet, okay? Mm -hmm. And pretty much everybody signs up for the same accounts. A lot of people don't do research. So what I tell my clients to do, and what I do a lot of times, even in my university, I take it upon myself because I know people, most people don't think like I think. If I'm in the beauty industry, let's say I'm a lash tech, I'm going to go to Google and I'm going to type in um, net 30 accounts for lash techs, net 30 account for beauty bars, net 30 accounts for beauty salons, net 30 accounts for hairstylists and things of that nature. And there are a list of net 30 and net 60 accounts that you can get for your industry a lot of people aren't going to, to get those net 30 they're just sticking with the quill the uline and granger where when you need to be focusing on your industry and start getting those accounts because those accounts will give you a line of credit that you can get inventory with and you don't pay anything out of pocket for at least 30 to 60 days how is this helping you this is allowing you to get your inventory make your money and then you pay back what you owe this company but you've made a profit so we always want to do research. You don't go with just the first thing you see on, you know, Instagram or Facebook. There are other net 30 accounts out there that you can use. That is like your first tier one or tier two accounts that requires you to have no perfect personal credit, no personal, perfect personal credit. So you are definitely able to get inventory to start your business that requires you to have no money up front. So we just have to start doing our research and making sure that we are, you know, using the net 30 and the net 60 accounts that um, work for our business. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, we just see certain things out there and we kind of go with the flow of what everybody else is doing. But I want individuals to know that if you're trying to grow your business and you don't have $5,000, $10,000 laying around, start doing some research and getting those net accounts that's going to help you leverage your business to start making money so you can show that you have money in your account. Now, when you get to tier two and three, tier three, you're pretty much set up. You know, so if I were to sum up what you said, I hope y'all are listening, have a plan for how you're going to use your credit for inventory to run up the revenue and the income, then you mm -hmm. can go back and get those next those net 30 and net 60 accounts. I have it right, Ashley. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma See, I love how you said you like, look, most people don't think like that. You don't, we don't think like um how the wealthy think. Exactly. The wealthy understand the the principle of what I call OPM. When you hear people say OPM, other people's <laughs> money. Literally the name of the game all the time. That banks make money off of our money. Yeah. And we, we, we're learning to make money off of their money. And if you haven't noticed, a lot of people are noticing. And I probably am noticing this because I do this day in and day out. The more of us are getting on business credit, this is something that we're tapping into. So, you know, of course, when everybody starts figuring out what's going on and how to use it, they kind of start making it hard for us. And this is another reason why you want to get your personal credit intake because a lot of accounts that did not require us the PG just months ago, they're requiring us the PG now. 
So it's going to get harder, but that doesn't mean we don't stop building business credit. We just make sure we put ourselves in a position so we can build. And if they say we need the PG, that's okay. We'll PG. We're doing Mm -hmm. whatever we need to get to the top. We're going to continue to use their money to make money. That's the name of the game. I love it. So guys, as you're building um, credit, you're building influence with banks. You're building influence with institutions that will lend you the money to get mm-hmm. the inventory and build. So actually, let's shift for a minute. We're talking to you know grown folks, adults who have the capacity to go out and get it. But you also have the heart for the youth, for young people. As a mom, as a woman in the community, right? You came back home like, hey, let me go help my people, my hometown. Let me go help children. I love, love, love. And I, you know, y'all know if you're listening, you rocking with me. Community is like the core of what I do about activating voices. But you're activating financial literacy and financial freedom because we know they're not learning it in schools. Mm -hmm. Tell us more about how you are um, gifting financial literacy to kids and some tips for the parents um, that are listening. Even if you're not a parent, if you have a young person in your life of whom you influence, how can we influence our young people to be financially literate? First and foremost, um, what I've been doing, like I said, I, I started this program with just a group of kids. Um, and now my what now my movement with this, of course, I'm blasting it on social media, trying to get as many parents to get signed up, as, get the kids signed up as possible. And I've been encouraging parents like, hey, if you lack financial literacy, it's a free it's a free course. Sign up because it starts with the parents. It starts at home, you know, and one thing that I'm really trying to push my parents and why like I'm on social media and I'm probably way too loud than I, more, than I need to be is because um, as parents, we can help our teens um, get their credit in order before they even go out into the world, but your credit has to be in order. You have to be able to set the tone and by doing so, your credit is, is in order. You can get a credit card um, and you can add your teens on your credit card. I added my son on my credit card when he was 13 years old and um, he's 16 now. And I was able to do the um, Equifax plan um, for the family. It's called a family Equifax plan and I could pull his credit mm-hmm. report. And I just pulled it this year and he has a 784. He's 16 years old. But I did this when he was 13. I put him on my Nordstrom Visa credit card. I didn't really use the card. Um, I kept the balance of like a 2% every month, put Netflix on it or something like that. And that is the card like that he's been on for three years now. So I set the tone early to make sure when he graduates from high school, he's going to graduate with an 800 credit score or better. So that is something that I did for my baby. I did that for my baby early on because I know when I graduated from high school, I didn't even know what credit was. That was not the mm-hmm. something that came across my mind. Um, but now that I know better, I have to do better for him. So I'm sending him into the world with perfect credit. Um, I'm educating him now. So this is something that we as parents, like we have to get our credit in order so we can help our kids. Because if you're not focused on your credit and you're not excited about it, you're not going to have those conversations with your kids. You're not going to be focused on keeping this credit card balance low or adding your kids on there. Right. But if we, but if we get excited about it now and we go ahead and set our kids up, go take them to get bank accounts. You know, take them into the bank. Let them let you sit down with a banker and have the conversations with the banker about the different type of checking accounts and you know how much money needs to be in this account and about overdrafts and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. When we don't have those type of conversations with our kids, they don't know um until they're faced with those issues and how to handle them. And then some people don't don't want to handle them. So what they do, mm-hmm. they 
just leave the overdraft account out there and then it becomes a collection and now it's a problem you know so um i'm just trying to really educate parents um touch as many teens in the school system i actually go to a school tuesday um to speak to some seniors um because i'm really being on not so much pushing entrepreneurship but just giving the high school students options because everybody doesn't want to go to college everybody can't go to college everybody's parents are not set up to send them to college Mm -hmm. um, and we don't want them to come out here in the world and be confused about what they want to do when there's so much they can do. Um, so I'm going to just introduce myself, kind of tell them what I do. And I have a course that I'm getting ready to roll out, which is um, how to create your own perfume private label line. So mm -hmm. I'm going to be giving away scholarships um, when I go to the school Tuesday for some of the kids to actually take the course for free um, so that they can, you know, have if they want to do it, they, the option is there for them. Um, wow. Even if they go off to college, it's still something that they could potentially, you know, pursue. So I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to bridge the gap, just trying to show kids, you know, hey, just a little brown girl who wanted to be successful and this is what I'm doing, uh, but they can do it too. So, yeah. yeah. Well, look, I commend you so much for, I mean, I'm inspired and I'm activated listening to you. Like it makes me want to do more. Right. Like I believe and we talk about it in our community, activated living is a lifestyle where you don't just get excited and activated in your gifts. But what are you doing to give back and to mm -hmm. use that influence to activate other people? Like you, like you said, you could have just been like, hey, I got this perfume line. I'm doing these things, whatever. Look at me. But you're gifting. You're having influence, not just on your peers and other adults, but on a whole nother generation of future entrepreneurs y'all that is accepting influence that is the essence of what we're talking about in this season is how do i take what i know and influence other people to do the same that's mm -hmm. it that's it and a part of that is and and i'm so i'm so glad we're talking about this now because what i take from what you said is you have to give like you can build all the wealth you want but if you're not reaching back and giving back what are you doing it for exactly you have to send the elevator back down have to send, send it back down. back down absolutely so okay i'm kind of i'm build, i'm building up to i'm kind of connecting the dots for ashley's journey so <laughs> next comes the perfume line i guess like you mm -hmm. were just like okay you know i'm, I'm getting i got my money right what i'm gonna do with my money what are we doing now and then perfume how did that come about ashley <laughs> In all honesty, I was laying in the bed one night and I had I have a transportation business too. And I was like, mm -hmm. I want to do something. I want to do something, but I want it to be different. And I want to do something that nobody around me is doing. And I went to researching and then I went to looking around my room and I literally don't lay up. I have about 200 bottles of perfume. <laughs> and I was like, well, I, and I, I'm a firm no believer. Like, I'm not far yeah. behind you on that. <laughs> Yeah. So my, my, my thought process for businesses, any business I ever started, I have to like it and I definitely have to love it in some type of capacity. Um, I don't always want it to be about money because if I don't love it, I don't like it. I'm not going to want to get up and do it. I'm not going to want to push the brand. So I was like, I'm going to start a perfume line. And again, I'm not one of those people. Like I'm not, I don't think that there's nothing that I can't do. I'm a risk taker. So I went to researching, I went to researching, and I started finding um, suppliers, and I found a chemist, and I got my first fragrance, and I ended up backing away from the project for like two years because the chemist that made my fragrance the first time, he just went ghost on me. 
And I and I love that fragrance that he went ghost on me. And I was like, okay. So I kind of got discouraged with it. And then maybe like a year and a half later, I met my husband. Well, I've been knowing my husband for like 20 years. We've been friends for 20 years. Um, when we, me and my husband, we got together, was dating, and I picked that perfume line back up. And the name of the perfume line was Loveless. And I decided to chart to name all of my fragrances um just things about our love so my first fragrance is called sacred love oh wow yeah so that's my first fragrance but it was in french it was a more sacred so um i started got that fragrance line i did really good with it i didn't get it get that one in stores i reached out to a couple of companies to do some reviews on my fragrance to try to get them into stores and i had a review about six months ago um, and one of the guys that did my review, they told me that they decided not to go with it, but they did tell me exactly what I needed to do to get it in stores and why they decided not to go with it. So I told my husband, I said, okay, so you know my fragrance is going in stores because when I first started this journey, we, and we travel a lot. And every time we travel, I'll always see like little fragrance shops in the airport. Uh -huh. And I'll say stuff like, you know, loveless and look good right there. Um, <laughs> different malls we out me and we both we like love perfume and cologne every time we go somewhere we buy perfume and cologne mm -hmm. but i'm a bottle girl i like the bottles like i have fragrances that i love even more attracts you right you're like yeah. oh that's pretty you don't know the yeah. smell you just exactly. <laughs> i have so many bottles of perfume i've never wore i just like the bottles so um when I started this next, I got a line I'm getting ready to come out with the first of the year. I was focused on the bottle because my first bottle, my first fragrance to me, a lot of people say it was, but it was, it was a rush for me. A lot of people say it was, and it smells really good. The bottle's really classy and, you know, nice, but to me, it was a rush. So I took the information that the reviewer gave me and I took my time this go around and I have, um, I think I've narrowed it down. I narrowed it down. So I'm really, really excited about this fragrance because I what I've been doing like the last year now, I've been going into like Neiman and sex and I've been studying the fragrance lines, the bottles, the whole concept behind the bottles, the fragrance itself. Um, and I found me a new chemist and a new supplier. Um, and this has been really, it's, I, I, I made up a shift to where I feel that this fragrance is definitely going in the stores this the one <laughs> I, yeah i've seen i've seen it i've had dreams about it and i feel it and it's like i, I every time i do something um you know to wrap up the make the um production of it is just it seems so surreal like it's happening so i'm mm -hmm. just excited about it yeah i'm excited about it you know there's so many lessons that i'm taking from this part of your journey um, I'm having my own activations here. And by the way, guys, if you're listening, don't forget, this is a perfect time to pull out your activation episode journal because we about to really unpack what Miss Ashley gave us. The CEO <laughs> is teaching if you're really listening. Inside your story, what I take from that is don't give up on the first try. Um, because things will happen. Suppliers will go ghost on you. Partners will go ghost on you and things won't work out. And oftentimes we'll leave it there, but don't put the dream down. Um, and then also to do something, you said something so key, Ashley, I hope y'all caught this. If I'm going to start a business and I'm going to have influence through finances, I'm putting my money on the line here. It has to be something I love because you're not going to want to promote it if you don't mm -hmm. love it. That is so powerful. So first, 
it has you have to love it so much that it influences you to yeah. push it so it influences other people. I hope y'all are getting these lessons, y'all, and writing them down in your journal. The last part of what I took from what you shared is holding on to your vision. Like it's yeah. got to be so real for you that it's so real in your mind that I'm you lived it already. It's in the story in your mind. Like I'm I'm with you. I'm vision casting. Like mm -hmm, girl, I see it. I see it up in Saxon. <laughs> uh, you got me pulled into the dream just listening to you. Yeah, that's the key. Like you had influence. I, like I. I hadn't seen a bottle. I don't have a bottle, but I'm ready to go get mine. Why? Because you believe in it that much. So a part yeah. of your influence is your vision and your belief for the thing you want to influence other people to do. Yeah. Am I yeah. right or am I right? <laughs> you're right. You're, you're right. You're, on, you're dead on it because I go on sex and when me and my husband travel, we go into Atlanta tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I, I, mean, I know he gets tired of me. I literally, like, I don't drive over bridges. So he drives me when we get, we going. So I literally have him to take me um, to the mall just to go to the perfume area because I need to, that's my lock-in. I have to lock mm -hmm. in. That's like my, mm -hmm. out of, everywhere in the stores, that's where I, my piece is. I can go over there and I literally like fall in love, but I've already like, I've, I've, I'm not going to even tell you, I literally have envisioned where my perfume, what other perfume is going to be next to it. It's, it's, oh. it's a, yeah, it's amazing. No. I've prayed a whole lot. Yes. And I pretty much have pushed myself to like get out of my comfort zone because at first when I was trying to get in sex anemis, um, I was getting a lot of runaround. So I took a different approach. Um, mm -hmm. This go around, I have my samples. This has a sample card. See, I didn't do all of this the first time. I reached mm -hmm. it. And it's a, it's, a, there, it's a luxury line this time. So I've made contact with them and I said, hey, you know, I just want to see if I can bring some samples in to different locations. And, you know, you just pass them out for me. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I thought they were going to give me like the runaround or we can't just do that. They was like, oh, yeah, just bring them into our uh, fragrance counter and give them to one of your associates and they'll definitely distribute them for you. So for me, that's a huge win because by, I know the fragrance itself is amazing. Mm -hmm. So the more I, they give out samples and the more people continue to ask for them, they will eventually have to bring it into the store. You know, I... <laughs> I'm inspired. I'm activated in this moment. Guys, y'all better take a page from CEO Ash over here because <laughs> not only you are a student of your craft. Mm -hmm. And so for you to have influence in your finances and not waste money, study the industry where you are putting your money and your time and your hopes and dreams. And you took and you took the advice from someone who told you no, applied it tweaked it and went back out there. So I'm going to bring this back full circle. I'm going to bring it back to finances, right? If y'all listening, we're not jumping around. We still on topic. Listen carefully. You, you Can we do the same thing, Ashley, when it comes to money? If we're denied, they do what? They send us that letter in the mail. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> yes. right, let's, let's bring it back full circle. Yes, yes, Learn from yes. the feedback of people who yes. tell you no to have financial influence. You want to talk about that a little bit? Help yes, out. indeed, I do. Because this is something I push, push, push because I, I have a university on Facebook um, and it's a credit university and I teach business. It's a university. I'm not going to say it's a credit university. It's a university. We talk about everything over there from credit to finances to personal um, to just building yourself up. Because first and foremost, if you're not in a good headspace, 
um, you're not focused on your personal finances. You're just not. You don't want to be a business credit. You're trying to get past the mental or whatever you're going on. But when you apply for credit, this is very, very key point. When you apply for your credit, let's say you apply for a credit card, you get declined. The most important thing you should be doing, you should be focusing and watching the mailbox for that letter to come in the mailbox or that email to come in the mailbox to tell you why you got declined. The worst thing we do is if we get a denial, we don't we don't know why we got denied, so we don't know what to fix, right? We wait a couple of months, so we wait a month and we go and apply again. But not one time have we identified the issue and fixed the issue before we go apply blindly and get denied again. This is not only this doesn't only apply for personal, you know, your credit. This is something that we should do in everyday life. When things, if you go into We'll just say you go to get a washing machine and you get denied. You need to know why you got denied. You got to fix the problem. We cannot just go and, you know, okay, I got denied. I'm going to try it again in a few minutes. When you get that letter in the mail, I want you to open that letter and read exactly what was the issue. Why were you denied? Did it say that you have insufficient credit history? Okay, if you have insufficient credit history, that means you, you don't have, your credit is not strong enough. So what do you need to do? Because you're not just going to be a credit or you're not going to get you know, a sufficient credit um, history if you don't do anything. If you're lacking, um, if you have insufficient credit history, more than likely you want to go get a trade line or something added on your credit. Or if you have a friend or family member that has a strong credit profile, you want to get them to add you on their credit profile so you can get that payment history and age to reflect. That's how you get sufficient credit history. Or it may say you have too many derogatory accounts. Um, too many recent lates. That mean that recently you were late, late on the account and that's affecting your credit profile. Or you have derogatory accounts. You may have some collections. You may have some late payments. You may have some um, repossessions on your credit. So you don't want to go back out there and just apply. You want to go and let somebody help you with your credit profile or you want to work on it yourself. Get over at New Credit Inc. University. I have resources over there that can help you. Free resources. Again, it's a DIY group. So of course you'll be doing the work yourself. If you want to get in my credit repair program, we can help you. We can help fix these issues if you want to sign up for the program. But you don't want to just go back and apply again. You want to attack these issues, clean up the credit profile. Then you proceed with applying again once you know those issues have been taken care of. Because if you don't, you're going to get the same response. You have to fix the issue. And it doesn't mean, okay, I got declined. I'm just done with my credit. I'm not going to do this anymore. No, we definitely want to get the approvals but we have to figure out what the issue is and a lot of these companies are telling us what the issue is we're just not we're not taking the initiative and we're not holding ourselves accountable to fix it or you know it's easy for people not to do it or to stop or just you know not focus on the problem instead of fixing the problem so we have to make sure that we're getting those letters paying attention listening to what's being said to us and using that information as ammunition to do what we need to do to get the approvals and to move successfully in our lives. So look at everything as a, you know, hey, I'm grateful for that God telling me what the issue was and why they didn't want to move forward. It wasn't a hard no, it was just a not right now. And um, I'm a firm believer, I'm okay with getting no's. I'm okay with getting um, not right now because I'm the girl that's going, when I, when I got through talking with this guy, I told him, okay, I'll see you in a year because I will be back. Um, I just, I'm not, I'm not taking it as, oh, we're never going to do it. Or, you know, you're just not a good candidate. I'm definitely going to be back. And I hope that you are the reviewer that I see next year, because I'll be back.
Y'all, so. y'all better get some of this resiliency. She dropping like she said, I will be back. I will see you in a year. Don't be afraid of those. I think that's why people are scared to launch out and do things, Ashley. It's because, well, what if they say no? Some people will. Like, go ahead and get yeah. that in your spirit. Some people will. Yeah. But they're telling you how to come back and get the yeses. Focus on that. Hone yeah. your craft. Lock in. Use your influence, your God-given influence. And build influence through finances. Y'all, I'm, I'm so activated right now. I told y'all I'm... I got my episode journal. I don't know what y'all doing over here, but I'm taking notes. And if you want to take notes with me as you're listening to this episode and um, actually catch all the jewels that CEO Ash, the life changer, she changed your lives through credit, through finance, <laughs> through influence, y'all. Make sure you go grab your journal. Click the show notes. Um, they are in the show notes, whether you're watching us live um, with our broadcast on YouTube or the replay, or if you're listening on all podcasting platforms, just click the link. Grab the journal. I believe that there's no activation without action. And don't forget, we have to shout out our sponsors. This episode is brought to us by Activation Coaching International, where we are inviting you to meet us for our first VIP mastermind experience in lovely Nassau, Bahamas. We are activating by the ocean. Meet us December 8th through 11th. We literally only have a few limited seats left where you can activate with us for three days on a villa by the ocean, writing your story, building your message, building your platform to speak and walking away with your package as a professional speaker in 2023. Meet me there and go grab Ashley's information so you can get your money right and be there in the bottom. <laughs> oh, I love it. Ashley, I have so enjoyed this conversation with you. I'm serious. I got my notes and I am ready to take action on these things. You can never, like, I'm not an expert. I say I'm forever a student. I'm a student for every guest that comes on here and this is no different. And I'm honored that you took the time today <laughs> on, yeah. our, on, on Friday as we're talking um, to, to share this information. Any final thoughts that you want to tell them a little bit more about how they can take part in your free university or any other resources to work with you, um, CEO Ash, the life changer. Yes, yes, yes. Um, first and foremost, like I said, you can join us in New Credit Inc. University. It is a free university. Um, you can come over there. Like I said, there are resources in there for you to build business credit, to repair your personal credit. Um, when you come in, hey, we're one big family. Come in with positive attitude. And get to work. Um, you can reach me on newcreditinc.org. You can also, my mentorship program is on savagemodeceos.com. Um, hey, fragrance is lovelessfragrance.com. I'm on Instagram under CEO Ashley Life Changer. On Facebook, I'm under Ashley Loveless Cunningham. And I would love to connect with you guys. I hope that this information was valuable and you take action today. Most importantly, like Melissa said, there is no activation without action. We have to move with intentional action every day. You got it. Y'all, you've heard it from Ashley herself. Thank you so much for honoring us with your presence you today. Family, it's been such a joy to get activated with you. Don't be stingy, y'all. If this information was good, you already know how I am. You got to share it. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, share this information because we want to continue to use influence and help other people be financially free. I'm your girl, Melissa D. 
joining you for another episode. Make sure you stay connected for more of this season of Accepting Influence. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, audience. I'll see you on the next one. Bye, y'all. If you love this episode, please make sure to subscribe, turn on your notifications, and share with a friend. Also, if you really want to get behind the scenes, go now to our YouTube channel at The Activation Hour. The link is found in the show notes for you to actually see my guest live and in person and to even catch more details of our conversation behind the scenes. Stay connected and join us next time for The Activation Hour, Purpose at Work and in the World.